This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. In our parenting segment today, we're looking at family dynamics and the juggling of different personalities in a household. Sue Blair has been working with families for nearly 20 years as a family coach and parenting skills educator. She's the author of The Personality Puzzles. Her particular specialisation is understanding the personality dynamics within a family. This includes how siblings with the same upbringing can be vastly different to each other and react differently to situations. Lack of understanding can lead to a breakdown in communication with children of any age, but Sue Blair says teenage years are usually the most challenging. So how can you harmoniously parent with a diverse household? Sue Blair is in the Auckland studio. Morena, welcome to Nine to Noon. Thanks, Catherine. Good morning. At what age can you start to see the personality characteristics of your child? I think certainly in my case, it was around about, oh, probably about two, I really saw the personality differences, but I didn't really understand personality at that time. And so it wasn't until my children were a little bit older, in fact, when they were six and three, they're now 26 and 23, that uh, I really started to, to see what that actually meant for me in the in the parenting world. And, and it was huge. It was a, uh, a huge wake-up call to me to understand how different my children were. As we, uh, I think you said earlier, it's the, the same stable, but but very different horses and I discovered that my children were were totally different and in the years that I've been doing parenting skills training I've discovered that many parents are exactly the same way you know they they have two very different people or, or more uh, five six however many children they've got to raise and and they have to do something different with each of those children rather than parenting them the same which I think is what we're encouraged to do quite a lot of the time. How do you describe personality you can come in at many ways but how do you break mm. down personality and personality differences. Uh, I really see it as a set of preferences. I think it's a, a selection of needs that we must get met and we all have those needs in varying degrees and some of them are uh, absolutely consistent with us for, throughout life. So, for example, there are needs to be social and to have connection. There's a need for privacy and reflection or there's a need to be practical and realistic or Im- imaginative and curious or... Uh, need to be questioning and task focused or or having that nurturing and, and purpose in your life or structure and ordered and spontaneous and and improvised or or just that need for freedom and that need for freedom can actually come in two different ways you can either have a need for strong uh, physical freedom an absolute need to move or that need for intellectual freedom as in you know, no one's going to tell me what to think kind of thing uh, so all of these needs sort of bundle together and form a personality type which is uh, incredibly accurate and, and really important for parents to understand and to know not only about their children but also about who they are as parents because the way they parent is very frequently because of their own personality type and preferences and parents at some point along the line also need to get their needs met. So this personality dynamic with the family is extremely important to understand so that you can all live happily under one roof and um, and as parents you can set yourself up to succeed with your children instead of setting yourselves up to fail which we can do rather too regularly at times. There's the odd saying you can't change your personality but you can change your behaviour and it's that differential important to understand. Um, there are behaviours that are not going to be okay um, but and that's what you're working on rather than trying to sh- change those fundamentals you need to realise people's behaviour is uh, 
related to personality, but it's the behaviour you can work on, not the personality. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, personality type is never an excuse, but it can be a really good explanation. And when you're looking at the behaviour of a, a child, you know, a child will behave right if they feel right. And so just looking at a piece of behaviour is not the only bit of data that you need. You really need to go beyond that and look at the far more holistic, bigger picture. But if, you're, if your child is not behaving uh, in the way that you would like them to, then what is that bigger picture? What is it about the child's world that is, um, that is not going well? And what need do they have specifically that isn't being met? And how can you address that? So when you understand that, hopefully from a young age, then through those you know, tricky teenage period, uh, you can really still know that those needs are present and you can adjust your parenting to, uh, in order to... Um, to keep that in mind and, and be give mindful some, of that continuously. Give us some examples. That was a wonderful list you gave before that we mm-hmm. can all recognise. You know, those who need freedom or those who need solitude or those who constantly need company and, of course, might be getting on the nerves of the person who needs the solitude. Mm. So really good examples beyond just the classic introvert, extrovert type um, classifications. But give us some examples of how you might do things differently or at least be aware of some of those traits. Give us some practical examples. Uh, Sure. Um, I think that certainly uh, there are some children that really have a strong need for structure and order and other children don't. Some parents do and some parents don't. Um, Just as a little bit of a a confession to you, Catherine, uh, in order to be here on time today, I have to say that it is a bit of a trial run yesterday, uh, just to make sure that You're a structure and order person, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Just to make sure that I arrived on time, you know, this being here for this slot is important to me, um, and I just wanted to get it right. Now, this isn't new for me. You know, I've been like this throughout my whole life, um, and so, you know, it's important to uh, take that into account. But even as I'm speaking, I can probably assure you that about 50% of your listeners are going to be saying, yeah, yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. And the other 50% are going, what in the world is she doing? Um, you know, all you have to do, you get an Uber, do so, you know, manage it, but, you know, you don't have to do that. Um, and so these differences are really important. And so when it comes to raising a child, you might have these sort of sets of differences. Then, you know, for example, a, a child similar to myself needs to feel safe and feel sure. If they're going to have a new experience, then set them up so that they can do that new experience well. If they're going to attend a new kindergarten or a new school, then go to it in advance and give them as much detailed information as they can so that they can succeed through that. Um, other children just don't need that. They're just going to spark off a new experience and just roll into it, and it's not going to be a problem at all. So that expectation, you know, setting up those expectations and being able to see your children through those difficult times um, is extremely important, and right, so, re- right the way through. Yeah, rehearsing and planning and mm-hmm. reassuring. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is interesting. What if you're a parent who is very structured and ordered, but your kid just likes to free rein it and yeah. so straight away you're in that situation where mm-hmm. as you said know your own personality yeah. in order to deal with a child who's different does that mean you have to check yourself when you want to come in and get the room tidied all the time or mm-hmm. um, how do you handle that difference very much so I think you you do need to sort of rein yourself in and try to understand that that difference because it's it's massive it's massive to the child that they feel understood as well 
Uh, and so you can, you know, you can give one set of instructions to a child and they, they can complete it as you, want, as you want them to and exactly the same set of instructions to a child and heaven knows only what will happen. So, you know, for example, with, uh, with my two, just, you know, you like to have the, your children sort of straighten their beds in the morning and so, uh, you know, one child does it as you think they should and um, the other bed has this sort of squirrel of a duvet on, on, on top of it. And I said to my son, yeah, I, I think I asked you to make your bed and he said, yes, I did make it. I made it into a snail. So, you know, when you get sort of scenarios like that, you just have to go with it and, in, and enjoy it. Uh, with my, certainly with my two children, one of them sort of went through the school system fairly regularly. The other one was really a square peg in a round hole. Uh, and so really his understanding of what he might be doing after school was was really qu quite free flow. He didn't know, we didn't know. And you know what? That was okay. Whereas my uh, daughter, you know, we had a plan for her from year 12 and it was important that she had that plan. So really realising these two differences and going with it and not being too upset about it and, and just uh, seeing what that child needs, what that specific child needs and offering it to them with support um, and with encouragement and, and being generous instead of judgmental. I think um, there's so many times we can expect our children perhaps to be more like us and they're, they're simply not. They're, they're very different characters. Well let's get to the situation where these things cause clashes. Mm. It's not fair. This person you know, um, doesn't have to tidy their room or make their bed the way I do. Or uh, the one I mentioned earlier which is that there's someone who's always needling always stirring, always you know um, talking or trying to create drama because that's who they are. Mm. And another child who just likes more space. How do you begin to manage when these differences clash? It's it is difficult. You know, this isn't an easy task. Parenting isn't an easy journey. And I think that an understanding of the children of who they are is also really important. The earlier you can explain to your children that there are differences in personality and that their siblings have different needs, then you can reduce the number of clashes that, uh, that occur in the household because they're inevitable. They, they are going to happen. Um, but the... You know, the, this bring, coming to it with an understanding is is hugely important, and being able to sort of check in with the child in the way that suits them. Some of them are going to need to have time and space. If they've done something wrong, they need to think about it. They need to think it through. Other children want to talk it through, uh, and so being there for them in the way that they need is is going to be incredibly important. But but every every instance has got its own context and its own needs to to parent in a different way. The book's called The Personality Puzzles. What is it that you do to help people um, really think through the different personalities of their children? I really sit with parents and I talk with them through these these differences that they have. Initially, I always talk to them about their parenting because, as I've mentioned to you earlier, the way they parent is very much um, connected with uh, with their personality type uh, and seeing how that rubs up against or gels with the, the children who they are raising is really the discussion that needs to be had. So working with the parent first is very important. Uh, depending on the age of the child, either the parents can work out the personality preferences really by using these coaching cards and having a discussion about them. Um, I'm not a great fan of questionnaires. Questionnaires, uh, in fact, I've never used them in the 20 years that I've been doing this. Questionnaires are only indicators, almost 
every questionnaire that's out there has got an, an I on the end of it, an MBTI or a CBI or an HBDI. And this means they are simply indicators. Uh, and really they are only giving you the correct personality type if you answer them honestly and with some self-awareness. So they're incorrect about 30 to 50% of the time, um, generally speaking. And so uh, using these sort of coaching cards and just talking people through and having, um, you know, giving them guided coaching on which of the personality preferences somebody has for themselves as a parent and then which of these personality preferences they're dealing with uh, with their children and what might be those sort of touch points, what might be, be those um, those areas of connection that are going to be difficult for them. Um, and almost always I enter into coaching conversations sitting down with, you know, lovely people who look like really good parents and I'm questioning myself, so I wonder how I can help here. But there is almost always a situation where they go, aha, okay, here we go. I'm this, my, my partner might be parenting in a different way, this is causing a problem between the two of us, and then with the children we, we have these other personalities to, to deal with, and, and they can ex almost explain the clashes to themselves with, with, uh, with their own words without me needing to, to give them too much prompting. So often that clashing, and again let's get to the teenage years where mm -hmm. all behaviour can be exaggerated, and also yeah. where people don't even understand their own behaviour sometimes it just mm. happens, mm. Uh, often those clashes are actually between the parent's personality and the child's personality mm. as much as siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that's absolutely true and in the parenting programs that, I would, uh, that I've run the common um, complaint or that one of the common things that is really hard for, for parents to accept is that the, the two parents are not on the same page and so that is a, a really important place to be to, to find yourselves with with a situation where you're parenting together. Otherwise, you get into a situation where they're doing what I call sort of bipolar parenting, where one parent considers that the other one is being too harsh and therefore becomes kind of kinder and nicer, and the other parent is thinking, well, the parent is just being too soft, so they become harsher, and then the divide gets bigger and bigger. And that's a situation that you need to sort of spot and pick up and then change your behaviours or agree that you're not doing this thing again. You know, we're doing that bipolar thing, um, and we, we really need to be be back on the same page so how are we going to have a discussion and communication to, to make sure that happens how can this practically affect some of the parenting techniques as well for example i don't know you might use time out for mm -hmm. um, uh, for multiple reasons for punishment or just to give some breathing space but yeah. like how might it affect which parenting strategies you use mm -hmm. uh it, it affects it hugely. Just to think about time out, uh, there are some personality types for which time out works and there's definitely some personality types for which it doesn't. Uh, the personality types for which it works tend to be those, you know, those structured orderly kids who have uh, a particular rule for a particular um, behaviour and they know that time out is what happens and they go into time out for a certain number of minutes of their age or however it is that you like to, uh, to perform your time out. Um, and it's a consistent response to something that they've done wrong. They get it. Um, another personality type that can happily take on board time out is that uh, the, the child that needs to be cared for and nurtured and almost has that sort of disease to please and even the mention of the word time out changes their behaviour almost instantly because they can see that, um, that they've upset you in some way. Um, and then there are other personality types for whom it really, really doesn't work at all. Um, one of them is, you know, we call that, um, you know, you're, I read an article called You're Not the Boss of Me. You know, if your or child is uh, treating you as if you're staff, then you know you've got one of those. Um, but you try and put them in time out and the only thing they're going to do is to plan and plot and scheme their revenge on you for which they will inflict on you as soon as they come out. 
Um, or you've just got these imaginative, curious children who get into time out and they find a million and one ways in order to enjoy their time while they're there and really it doesn't make any difference at all. So I remember putting my son into to time out at one point and, and took him out fairly briskly when I saw he put the gumboots in the tumble dryer because it was the, the laundry that we used to put him in time out. And I said, this isn't working. You know, if, uh, if a parenting strategy is going to work, you can use it for about three weeks and it's probably successful at some point. But if you've used it for any more than that and it's not, then, then please stop using it. It's, it's not going to work and it's never going to work. So, yes, you do have to adjust your, your strategies according good, to the personality type. A good observation and question here. Uh, read this conversation about children and personality types. I question how parenting to personality types to this degree helps set them up to function in society later on. At school a teacher cannot teach to 30 different personality types. It's important that children's parents recognise their personality types but also recognise that there's certain behaviour expected in society. Where do you draw the line? That is an interesting one. Mm. Um, definitely and I think there's uh, a difference between character and personality. Certainly we want to raise our children with good character no matter what personality types they have. Um, and so that's definitely a distinction. And the other thing about the children in school, yes, I, I do agree, you know, it's impossible for teachers to understand or to have a uh, their finger on the pulse of all 30 children that they've got in their class. But they can easily have an understanding of how to offer choice to the children that they've got in their care so that at some point in the day or the week, um, they, they've got me, many examples of the way that ch that child can thrive in the classroom. Um, and so that can be something that, that can be worked on because if a child is never getting what they need, then that becomes problematic. So, uh, you know, thankfully now we're getting classrooms who, that are getting a lot more variety in them um, and learning by play is becoming more popular. Um, but, you know, we do need to offer options to our children, even though uh, I do agree with the person who has uh, who's put that, that question forward. There are times that we learn most by doing something that we're not good at. You know, if we keep playing to our strengths, then we're, going to, we're not going to develop and grow. Um, but working from their strengths initially can give them the sort of energy that they need to be able to do the things that, that perhaps they're not quite so good at. Sue, thank you very much. Sue is author, Sue Blair is author of The Personality Puzzles.